episode 76, action star Silvio Simak. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Launching this winter the Alpha Ultimatum. Eight week training. Get to the podcast. Okay, guys, we've got a really exciting one for you this morning. We have Silvio Simak here. Um, Silvio started off his journey as a, an absolutely top-class martial artist. He's become the world champion uh, for Taekwondo, British champion 14 times, and European champion four times. So he achieved excellence in one discipline, and from that, it's just spurned into all sorts of areas. He's in lots of movies, TV shows. Um, he's worked with the top people in the business to the level that I can't start listening to them now because the intro would be too long. He gets up to all sorts of cool stuff. Um, he's not a stuntman because obviously he gets lots of time in front of the camera. He's an actor. He's a martial artist. He's, he's a man on a mission. And I'm, I'm very impressed already just from the intros. So firstly, uh, Silvio, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm just blushing listening to, uh, to <laughs> all these things. But uh, thank you very much. No, I, when I interview, I mean, interview people and introduce them, people have obviously, you know, you've been a, you've been a busy guy. And once you sort of try and sum it all up into one sort of pick out the good stuff, it, yeah, it can, it, it, well, it is very impressive, apart from sounding very <laughs> impressive, it's, it is very impressive. So uh, thanks for taking the time to talk, from us, talk yeah, to us today. It's my, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I think sometimes being um, overambitious at times, I'm always striving to, uh, to do new and different things and expanding areas of, uh, I've, I've been involved in. And I very rarely have time to reflect back and look back what I've done. So hearing back some of these things I've done is kind of uh, uh, makes me think, God, I've done, I've done a lot of things so far. Just sometimes I don't realize I have. Nice. It's, it's brilliant. I mean, uh, I'm just going to put it out. We, as I say, there's lots of people to say he's worked with, but he has, he's worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger to, just to chuck it out there, to give you a level of an idea of sort of the, um, the people he's been work, working with recently. Um, you're currently out in Italy. Right. Um, Yep, and you, you mentioned you're saying you can't talk about too much detail, but it sounds very good what you're doing out there with sort of working with, on a, a TV production for younger people. Is this correct? Well, yes, I'm working on an initiative inspiring, motivating youth uh, to, to kind of take different approach to life. And I, I would like to pass on some of my martial arts teachings and, and beliefs of, of, uh, for people to be more courageous to come out of the shell and not to be afraid to try new and different things in life. Oh, I absolutely love that. It's, uh, it's close to my heart and fits in really well with this show because um, I know there's some uh, there's some young guys listening to this and uh, you know you're, you're going to inspire some more today. So that's brilliant. I hope so. I certainly hope so. I mean, I, w- I work very closely with children. I, I run a martial arts center, martial arts franchise, and most most of my students are, are kids, and it's, it's ever so rewarding to see children grow, develop, and gain high level of self confidence, self esteem and uh, develop strong personalities and characters. So it's, it's been ever so rewarding. And uh, for me, for a reason, it doesn't feel like work. Oh, brilliant. I mean, that, and that's, the, uh, that's almost like the skill to master when you, when you really find your passion. It is. It's the sort of thing you do for free, and it just, it just helps that you get paid, as I'm sure you have been very Absolutely. nicely for doing what you love. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant. Amongst all of this, we usually ask for a sort of an alpha quote, something – the, you know, a quote that resonates with you or you like to live your life by sort of on a day-to-day basis. Is there anything that springs to mind of how you approach life? Well, yes. Uh, first, uh, dream your life, then live your dream. I like it. I, I, I think, I think uh, too many of us sometimes uh, are dreaming about certain things but never, never acquire it, never get out there and do it because 
because of fear, fear of failure and doubt that we cannot do it. So uh, that, that's one of the things I'm currently doing is, is making people realize that whatever, whatever's close to their heart, whatever they've got passion for is to just go for it. You know, you may fail once, twice, three times, but every time you get up, you're stronger and wiser and more courageous to, uh, to pursue your passion, to pursue your dream and to pursue your ambition. So uh, that's one of the quotes which stuck with me for, for quite some time. Brilliant. We like to start off as well with your origin story, your alpha origins. And this is, I know this isn't going to be a short answer. And I'm really interested. We talked before Silvio and Simak is uh, Italian name and Croatian second name. We're looking at here accents you can do London, Russian, French, Italian, Indian. Uh, you said you've got some Italian background as well. How did you get, because like when I start reading your bio, it's just like, wow, it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's, it's uh, exciting. How did you get from growing up? Uh, did you grow up in London, I'm assuming? I, I, I was born in Croatia. Okay. At the age of 12, I emigrated to London. And ever since I've been in London, except with two years in Paris. My mum's Italian, my dad's Croatian. So I've got, so I've got a bit of a mix. But I think what really sparked off, the, uh, sparked off uh, the interest for me to take up martial arts was probably growing up in the 70s. Bruce Lee made huge impact on, on the silver screen and... I was very much impressed and inspired by not only his physique, but his, his presence and his uh, complete aura. And I always wanted to do martial arts. But as, as a child, as a child, you don't really appreciate different facets of martial arts. You only appreciate the physical side. But as my skills developed, my belts changed color and I, I, I started to uh, develop my skill within martial arts. I, I realized that martial arts have got so much more to offer than just the uh, physical skills. Martial arts are, are a fusion of mind, body, and spirit. And that's something that's really helped me through, through my life, overcome most of the major obstacles I've had, is, is to uh, keep pursuing, keep pursuing what I'm doing and what I believe in and uh, do it with persistency. Yeah, I mean, that's something that always sort of springs to mind when it comes to martial arts is just that, that discipline and that consistency to just go for it every day and just and have that control as well. When you get in all sorts of situations, you know, you're in control of your body and your mind. That's what comes across. Of course, absolutely. I think everything in life uh, we want to achieve, we, want, we have to make some sort of compromise and sacrifice in order to achieve it. And uh, in life, some of the things I've, I've come to realize over the years is uh, everything is made up of energy and energy, property of energy is the more you give, the more you get back. And same, with, same with success, same with prosperity. The more you give, the more you're going to get back. And you must first give in order to, to, to get it. So... I think any, any kind of success, any kind of rewards that you get from, from, your, from your work, from your workouts, from whatever it is, you, you, must, uh, you, must, you must give up a lot of yourself and give it first in order to get back. The martial arts, obviously, it's not like someone who's just having a go at martial arts. You, I mean, you're a world champion, British champion 14 times and European champion four times. When did you start to think, actually, uh, you're doing quite well? And when did it... How did that journey go? Because I imagine like growing up, you, you weren't thinking of being in movies. You was, well, I don't know. You, you might have been, but you was obviously really concentrating on your martial arts. So Not really. I think, I think uh, things gradually progressed and developed over the years. Um, yeah. I took up martial arts at the age of 12. And uh, I, I was very, very enthusiastic, very eager to, uh, first of all, get to a black belt. Mm -hmm. Once I got to a black belt in Taekwondo, I wanted to diversify and learn other systems of martial arts. Currently, I've got black belts in five different systems. I've cross-trained in different disciplines because they've all inspired me in, in a different way. Uh, as, as I progressed within these different systems and my skills developed, 
I, I realized uh, along the way when I started teaching that uh, I, I was inspiring and motivating other, motivating other people. And that's perhaps one of the first things that gave me uh, an inspiration and hunger to get into movies and on TV because I can reach out to much, much wider audience than just teaching a class of 30 to 40, 50 students. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was my initial interest to uh, turn to an uh, entertainment industry. But also, love, love, the reason I love entertainment industries, as a child, you know, you dress up in costumes and play games. Yeah. I can still do it as an adult and get <laughs> the bonus. Looking at it as well, looking at some of your shots, I mean, I'm not saying you're a spitting image for him, but one of the sort of the thoughts that spring to mind from some of your photos instantly is, you know, Van Damme, Bloodsport, that kind of era. When he was that sort of age. <laughs> Absolutely. That was 1980s, you know, when all the martial arts cheesy films came out. Oh, man. <laughs> that certainly was, uh, was uh, one of the things that uh, I enjoyed watching. I am a big fan of that, that era, especially. Sure. How old were you when you became a world champion or even a British champion? When did that kind of, you get to that sort of level? 15 years old, I think. 15 years old. Oh. And funny enough, you mentioned earlier on, it was films like Bloodsport, Kickboxer, the <laughs> Van Damme films that really inspired me to, to get into that kind of uh, circuits and, and do well. And I used to watch those films every single time, one day before the tournament. <laughs> Inspiration. Inspiring. But, well, I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm, I'm reading, obviously, I read your, your profile, your story, and it just, apart from the looks, just, you know, obviously I know Van Damme did very well in his martial arts before he then made the transition into films. And I was just, I just can't help my mind is just joining the dots and, you know, the similarities. <laughs> I'm sure you don't mind being, being sort of associated with uh, Van Damme anyway. No, not at all. I mean, he inspired, motivated so many people and he had, he's got so many fans. Absolutely not. We ask our sort of awakening question and I'm, I'm going to try and link it in a little bit into this transition we just talked about because I'm sure there are a lot of guys, obviously over the years, who are sort of world champions in different forms of martial art. And again, I'm sure there's quite a lot of them who've got quite decent bodies or look, look half decent themselves. How did you manage to transition into the entertainment industry into sort of the highest level in, in movies? And uh, was there any like key moments when you felt like, oh my goodness, this is all starting to you know go up a level? Absolutely, I think I think when I when I decided when I was offered my first role to uh, to, to play a, a in a feature in Hong Kong, well, Hong Kong production filmed in Thailand, I I realised. Uh, the, the caliber, level of caliber and, and league was quite a bit higher, quite a yeah. bit higher. So I, my motivation uh, shot up straight away and I, all of a sudden I decided and I, I realized that I really have to package myself differently in order to excel and succeed in this industry because it's extremely competitive. Entertainment industry, you're looking at 98% of actors are unemployed. Yeah. So I really wanted to package myself in a very unique and different way. And that's where my physical developments really excelled to a different level. That's when I, my body, my physique, my training had changed drastically in order to survive in this very competitive industry. Because, you know, you could be on a, on a, on a film shoot for two, three months and then unemployed for six months. So uh, in order for me to keep the ball rolling, I really wanted to offer, offer them something different because there are so many great martial arts people out there yeah. who are... Uh, who've got greater skill than I have. So I decided I've got to package myself in some sort of different way to make myself unique. And even, even two years ago when I was working with Keanu Reeves in China on, on Man of Tai Chi, I, I had a phone call from, from a casting director because they were looking for a big guy who's a martial artist. And I, I'm very privileged that I'm in that position now that when people think of a martial arts guy who's big, who's got muscles, 
they think of me because I've really brilliant. Yeah, packaged myself like that for a long time now. When when you think of high level martial arts guys, you usually think of maybe slightly smaller guys, very fast guys. But again, getting that package of a guy who is you know six foot plus, um, built very well, and but then is 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 no slouch when it comes to martial arts. That is a very you know, unique package. You know, with entertainment industry, you can't uh, you can't be a copycat. You can't imitate other people. I mean, I, I did model myself to some of some of my peers, like we said earlier on, Jean Claude yeah. Van and Bruce Lee, uh, Steven Seagal, Jackie Chan. Uh, but the thing is, you, you've really got to be different. Mm-hmm. You've got to reinvent yourself quite frequently and, and uh, make yourself very unique. So, so you get hired for those jobs because because you're different, because you look different, because would, there's something unique yeah. and different about you. I say I would imagine as well because a lot of these uh, sort of top movie stars sometimes it's surprising when you get near them. They're, a lot of them aren't that tall as well, and with the camera angles and stuff, they can make you look absolutely huge. I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, they can. I mean, they, they generally say I don't know how they figured it out, but apparently uh, on screen you look 13% bigger than in real life. <laughs> I don't know how they calculated it, but Man, I, I'm not the tallest. I could do with being on screen. I could be like. <laughs> I don't know how they make Tom Cruise look normal height most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, they could get me standing on a box. I'd be happy with that. Um, <laughs> You'd be amazed what you can do with the camera lens these days. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. You got your call up sort of to go over to Thailand for a Hong Kong movie. Did that start the ball rolling? Did it all roll from there? Or did, you know, was there dry times? Because I mean, you mentioned there about an aspect I didn't really think about, you know, two, two months or so when you're just thinking, you know, this is brilliant. You're on top of the world. You're sort of, really working hard and then you could be six months where you're thinking you know you're probably questioning yourself you've got to be very mentally tough how long did did it take to then get into sort of more the western type movies well funny you, you mentioned earlier on you mentioned earlier on uh, about stunt work and yeah. my first film black mask 2 which was shot in thailand in bangkok uh, i was i was hired as a stuntman and i spent first three weeks on film set doing absolutely nothing i was there just in case if if they need a stunt guy yeah, and then I was getting really bored and quite disappointed with some of the action that was being being uh, shot on, on the film. And the stunt coordinator was Yun Wu Ping. Yun Wu Ping was a famous director who choreographed Matrix One, Two, and Three. Wow! <laughs> I've worked with him on four features ever since. And I, I, I was getting quite bored and uh, not doing anything for three weeks. So I pulled him to the side and I said, uh, "You know, why why can I not be in the movie?" And I, I showed him some of my moves and kicks and stuff. And they actually wrote my role in the film there and then. The script oh, legend. That's awesome. So uh, that's, that's how it began. But when I came back, um, I, had, I had a few other jobs. I was working on a BBC production called Masters of Combat, which was like gladiator version, martial arts version of gladiator. But yeah, I mean, I had dry seasons, you know, four or five months of doing absolutely nothing. When you come off a film set, you're, you're buzzing for two or three months after, but then you realize money's running low. <laughs> you've, got bills, you've got bills to pay. And you've got to step up your game, find, find some more work. And uh, within film industry, there isn't really a set equation which will make you success because it's very, very uncertain. I did. I went through times which were very, very, very tough. But you know what I did? I, I, w- I, had, a, I had a full-time job before I started films. I deliberately gave up my job to force me to succeed in this new industry. And that strikes a chord. What was your uh, full-time job before? I was working for university for commercial development. I, I graduated in business economics uh, from West London University. Okay. And when, I, when I graduated, I was offered a job within university itself. And I worked for commercial development uh, for five years. And then uh, all of a sudden, I was called up to do this, uh, this film. And I, I gave up my job and decided to pursue uh, this career. And uh, being very, very stubborn, I, I stuck to it. 
even at times when it was very, very tough, you know, at times when, when, when I had no food, no modes of transport and uh, sleeping at my friends' houses and stuff, a real struggle that you hear so often in this industry yeah. where people struggling to start off with. But you know, you know what? You know, it's a cliche thing to say. If you persist at something for long enough, you will find, you will find your destination. You will get there. You will find a way. And uh, I'm very glad I stuck to it. Oh man, I'm I'm so glad you stuck to it. I mean, uh, and like you say, the longer you stick to it, the less people will stick to it, and then you're you're even you know differentiating yourself from the herd even more because you know how many people would stick at it and be relentless and be as mentally strong. Also, what I liked about that story, what I took from that is going to ho- or going to Thailand to film the movie, but you're there, and then still you you you're not happy, you're not settled, and you've actually gone out there and you've created the opportunity. You're sitting there. A lot of people would be quite happy just being on the movie set and just taking it all in and just enjoying it. But you know, I love the fact that you stepped up and created the opportunity and then you've obviously run from there. Of course. But you know, you know what, it's, 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 it's one of those games where you've got to knock on lots of doors and mm. lots of doors will be closed for you forever. And people will open doors and close them for you, but you've got to keep knocking on those doors because one of those doors might just be yours. And unless you try, you, you will not know. So you've just got to get out there. And I used to send 150 emails every single week looking for, for, for my next role, for my next feature. Yeah. And sometimes I would send the uh, same people emails four or five times to the point that I used to annoy them. They used to go back to me and say, I've got this email so many times. But, you know, it, it's one of those things. I'm really interested in this. I don't always ask this, but I, this is like about your A game, your alpha game. Was there a moment in your career when you, you said you don't have a chance to take stock and that's common in a lot of the people we interview. They're just always moving forward. But is there a time in your career when you actually think back and think, damn, I brought my A game, whether it was high-fiving Arnold Schwarzenegger when you just thought, you know, I've done quite well here. I'm happy with this. <laughs> you know what? Yes and no. Yes and no. I, I, I have been quite guilty of, of uh, listening to what other people say. Sometimes people can be quite negative and yeah. uh, I think that their perception of what you do sometimes uh, can rub off on me. And, and it has. At times it really has. And I had my moments when I thought to myself, God, I, I want to quit. You know, I want to commit myself to uh, what they would call a, a serious career and a job. And I think... Yeah. My, my, my family have been particularly very worried because I'm in the industry, which is very unstable. And uh, I think I've always been very worried to please my father in particular mm. in, in the career that I've chosen was, was a stable one and I'm, I'm successful at it. So yes, I've had many, many moments when I wanted to quit and, and move on and get something serious. What was some of really like a highlight either from, it could be just from a film or from a, a personal point of view when you've you know, there's been a moment or a situation you've got yourself in where you're thinking, oh. blimey, I'm, I'm glad I stuck at this. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Being in Los Angeles with Keanu Reeves in the studio and chatting to him and chilling out, uh, chilling out in a nightclub with uh, Michael J. White in uh, Las Vegas and <laughs> Doug Wilson and Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, some great moments, you know, with, with so many different, different stars. But Keanu Reeves is one of the, one of the people I've been most impressed with because, uh, He's not, he's not stuck up at all. He's very down to earth. And he's the sort of guy that I, I would say, you know, I'd love to hang out with this guy. So yeah. probably one of the highlights was really meeting him and spending some time with him, which, which was great. I can't let you get through my interview about, you did mention Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how that experience was? I was working with him in, in Ohio at yeah. Arnold Classics, where I received an award for uh, uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, this, was, this was two years ago. And then uh, we had some chats about some charities that I was supporting at the time. So uh, I hung out with him for a few days in, in Ohio. 
Cool. Very, very good. Have you, I mean, I've I got to mention as well, just because we've talked about the similarities quite a bit. Have you ever met Van Damme at all? I haven't. I haven't. And that's got to be on the list soon. <laughs> he, has, he has. I mean, I've had two opportunities to work with him. Unfortunately, both productions fell through. I think perhaps it's inevitable someday yeah. might happen. No, I, I, I lean towards that as well, my friend. I think it's, it's yeah, it's going to happen. Destiny. I'd, I'd love to see that as well. <laughs> I mean, he certainly was my idol. He certainly was my idol. So, uh, still is. Still is. So I'd lo- love to work with him. Final one I just have to ask about, because I know you mentioned this about in Transporter Free. Jason Statham is someone who's come up a, a few times, as people have mentioned him as an alpha, and like it'd be cool to have interviewed on the show. Can you tell me about working with him, and how, how did you find that? When I, when I got this role, I mean, I, I didn't audition for it at all. Um, I, I had a phone call from a production company in, in, in uh, France, Luc, Luc Besson Production, Europa Corporation. Yeah. And I, I already shot a movie with them, uh, with Jet Li, Unleashed. This was uh, three, three or four years back. So yeah, I, it's a good film. There's lots of good fights in that. <laughs> they said, we'd like to offer you a role in this film. Would you, would you like to come along and do it? And this was shot in, in Paris. So I thought, oh yeah, really cool. I'd love to, love to work with Jason Statham. And I was so in love with Transporter 1 and 2. I yeah. thought, wow, what, what an opportunity. So uh, meeting him and working with him was was great experience. Really cool, down-to-earth guy. Uh, I initially thought, I was convinced that he did martial arts previously. So I said to him, what martial arts have you practiced? He said, no, no I've not done martial arts at all. So I was very impressed how quickly he would pick up the yeah. choreography. His choreography, he would pick up choreography instantly. So uh, it was fun, fun working with him. We're going to mix it up now. And this is uh, one of our sort of random rounds. This is the yin yang round where we get to sort of find out a little bit more about you. So I'm just going to hit you with some 50-50 options and uh, we'll see where it takes us. Oh, sorry, one second. My phone's going. I'll just turn it off. Oh, that's, that's right. That was just my wife. She just uh, warned me she's, she's coming home. <laughs> uh, all right. No worries. No worries. That's fine. I've just shut the door. So that'd be fine. But it's, it's my little boy's uh, full, full birthday today. So uh, good to Oh, talk. wow. <laughs> Have you got any more kids or just I've, one? Yeah, or? I've got, I've got a one and a half year old and well, four exactly now today. So ah, my, my, my partner's expecting in February next year. Oh, congratulations, man. Thank that's uh, my first one having a boy. Well, man, that's, that's a life changer there. But for the, for the better, definitely. It's, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is. It's very cool. <laughs> Thank you for reassurance. <laughs> no worries. So I'm going to hit you with uh, some 50-50 options and uh, just go where you got on this one. Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Stallone. Tea or coffee? Tea. No, no, sorry, no, what am I talking about? No, coffee, coffee, coffee. Take it back. <laughs> well, what am I talking about? I love coffee. No, not tea. I'm a coffee monster as well. But so, okay. okay, here we go. Um, night or day? Day. Action or comedy? Mm, comedy. Ah, a little bit of kindergarten cop in there. I see you in, in future times. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would surprise you, but no, I, I, love, I, love, I love comedies. You know, people take me very, very serious and they see pictures of me, they probably find it quite intimidating. Yeah. But uh, with a circle of friends that I really trust, I'm totally relaxed and they say I can be funny. I don't know if they're laughing at me or with me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, comedy, comedy for sure. Taekwondo or kickboxing? Taekwondo. Karate or kickboxing? Kickboxing. London or Paris? London. Dinner out or dinner in? Dinner out. Golf or tennis? Tennis. Workout inside or outside? Inside. And then we're going to move on to their complete blank around where you just have to finish off the end of my sentence and complete the blank. Okay. Okay. Your best friend would describe you as? 
Adventurous. Ah, that's a good one. Last time you were drunk was? Pass. Two months ago. For the last few months, I've not drunk at all. I've just been on a super clean diet, so uh, I've, I've quit drinking. But I think it was a night out with friends. That was it. Okay, cool. No worries. I think it, would have been, it would have been closer than two months ago if, if, I, uh, if I was on a super clean diet. So, <laughs> Your favourite movie of all time is? Champ. What film's that? I don't, I don't recognise that one. Well, the reason I say champ is, is probably the only film I, I cried over, funny enough. And uh, I was competing in Taekwondo in, in, uh, in Dublin many, many years ago. And I shared a room with my teammate. And he fell asleep. I was watching telly and I watched this film about this uh, ex-boxer. His child lives with his ex-wife and his ex-wife dies in a car accident. So he gets to basically take custody over this child. And he's broke, he's got no money, he's ex-boxer. So he decides to turn back to boxing to support this kid. He forms a really, really close bond with his kid. And uh, in the process, you know, he's got his final fight where he gets his big money and he dies in the ring. And it was really, really sad films. It's the only film that's ever made me cry. And it's, it's just really cool. It's not, it's, it's, got, it's got quite a depth to it. I've never really. heard of that. That's a, g- a good recommendation. I have to, I have to check that out. We've pretty much made it to the alpha round now. So this is we like to sort of finish up with you giving us some tools, tips and tricks to, uh, and how to sort of up our game. Um, we'd, okay. like to, we'd like to start off with, um, is there any books that spring to mind that you'd like to recommend? The Alchemist, Paul Coelho. It's, a, it's, about, it's about this kid who uh, goes in pursuit of his dreams. And along the way, he, uh, he meets all these different characters and you can perceive it as, as God, the universe, or nature appearing before him in different forms and different events and things happen in his life in, in order for him to develop these experiences. And this treasure that he's searching for wasn't on his, was on his doorstep. He could have found it two years earlier. But had he not made this journey, he wouldn't have had the experiences that he experienced in life, the good and the bad experiences. So uh, I think he had a very, very powerful message behind it. And I read the book about three or four times. If you end up reading a book more than once, you know, it's, it's got to have something pretty decent in there. Yeah. What would you say is one of your particular, you know, alpha daily habits that, you know, keeps you on the straight and narrow and keeps you in condition both mentally and physically to perform at these high levels and, and get these opportunities? Wow. You know, especially at the moment, uh, my lifestyle is very, very disciplined and strict. I, I watch what I eat. I, I stay away from certain foods completely. I've, I've completely cut them out. But I also listen to MP3 sounds, uh, well, when I say sounds, meditational frequencies, which, yeah. which resonate with, uh, with waves of the brain, which stimulate your subconscious mind. So in other words, neuroplasticity, reprogramming your mind. So I've been into it for maybe seven, eight years. And I do this for about two hours each and every night when I, I fall asleep listening to these MP3s just to clear my mind completely. So I'm in a positive, fresh state of mind when I wake up. It's like it's a bit like hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. I know. I like, like the sound of it. Doing it, you know. A lot of people do sort of mentioned about doing things at the start of the day, but you know, I like the way you just talked about like at the end of the day, just to sort of clear it out. So you've got a clean slate starting the next day. And yeah. Just... yeah. And like, normally when I wake up in the morning, I'm in a rush, so I've got no time. So. <laughs> Who do you think I should interview next or very soon? And uh, I'd like two sort of recommendations: someone you think that you know that you think would be a really good alpha to try and get on the show, or someone that you would you would like to tune in and listen to if we interviewed them on the show. Uh, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins. I recognize that name. Why do I recognize that name? <laughs> Scott Atkins is a friend of mine that I've met on the very first feature, which I mentioned earlier on, yeah. Black Mask 2 in Thailand. He plays the lead villain. Uh, we became friends on this feature. 
ever since we've done five features together. Okay. And uh, I think his story would be quite interesting, uh, his life story in general. And the other person is uh, Matt Fidesz, who's, uh, who's my business partner. Okay. Matt Fidesz was Michael Jackson's bodyguard, and he <laughs> runs the, the biggest and most successful martial arts franchise in, in the world. He's got wow. some stories to share. I was going to say, I bet he's got some stories in there. There's a lot of, like, that's a competitive market as well, um, martial arts franchises and, you know, yeah. so that sure. is... That's huge. That no, absolutely brilliant recommendations. Thanks for that. Um, and I suppose it would be silly not to ask about you know if, if anyone's listening to this and that you know that much like yourself they've grown up you know aspiring to do or they're into martial arts or they they might just be into sort of movies in a certain way. What advice would you give for someone? I mean, you talked a little bit about just how you relentless send that 150 emails a day. I mean, a week. Sorry. <laughs> um, what advice would you give for someone who's who's looking to gain the edge and you know? differentiate themselves from the pack and, and get, in, get involved basically I, I something I've realized over the years is uh, some of the stuff I settled for previously and I thought was good enough wasn't so I, I, I would say to people to keep pushing your boundaries get out of comfort zone and expand and grow because what you might think is good uh, by your standards may not be good by standards out there so keep pushing and pursuing get as much as you can out of yourself yeah not to the point where, where your, 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 your health is suffering, but get out there and give it, give it your all. Because, you know, sometimes we, we, we get out of comfort zone and we quit too quickly. We think, oh, that, that's enough. Oh, I think I've done enough. And I look back at some of my events in life where I thought I did my best, but I didn't. I really didn't. I, I could have done a lot more. And I, I, I look back and I think I failed myself in a way because I've not pushed myself as far as I could have done. So I would say just keep pushing those boundaries. Keep pushing them higher and higher. Get out of comfort zone and um, keep track of your progress. Yeah, I'd be interested now on the on the practical sense. At what stage did you, if someone's looking at this, at what stage did you get as like an agent involved or to that level? Because obviously, I don't know. Did you have an agent when you was a, a world champion martial artist, or when did that come into play? Oh, I didn't. I, I had an agent for the first time when I when I signed up to do first feature in Thailand. Oh, was, did you almost backpedal? You, did you get the, uh, get the film and then think, right, I better get an agent? Or was, how did that work? I, no, literally, I, I got an agent and then he got me this, this film role. But something I realized is most of these agents have got 150, 200 people on their books. Yeah. So they can't really devote much time, energy and focus into one individual person. So on, on top of that, I was sending out a lot of stuff myself. This is yeah. back in VHS days. <laughs> I, I, I sent... I'll, I'll quote exactly 362 letters to Hong Kong production companies, which cost me, each stamp was one pound, so I paid 362 pounds just for stamps to Hong Kong. I had one job out of it, one single job. But I thought to myself, I spent all that money, took me two weeks to do it, yeah. I got one job, which, which was worth it. Yeah. So those two weeks' work was worth it. So you just don't know. You just don't know which one of those companies or people you approach or who you network with will take a liking to you. You know, even going to places like Cannes Film Festival, networking with, with like-minded people is, is so essential. Yeah. You, you cannot say one is guaranteed to give you work, but unless you try, you will not know. No, brilliant. And things like that, send all them letters out to Hong Kong. Again, there's not many people who are going to do that. So <laughs> I'm sure you stood out a little bit and you got the job ultimately. So that's brilliant. I just got one job. I got one single response, but which, which was positive and, and uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I did it. Cool. And my, my agent wouldn't have gone through that extent. I actually asked my agent to, uh, 
to pay for the expense of the stamps and he wouldn't pay for it. So we, we fell out after that. Because I thought, <laughs> you want the commission, yet you don't want to pay for the expenses. Yeah. <laughs> so I've changed many agents since. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, we're pretty much done here now, Sylvia. Um, I suppose the last, the last question would be, what was the one question you wished I was going to ask? I think you've pretty much covered all the interesting bits and pieces. I think, I think you have. Okay. I suppose what's the, the, the only things left to ask then is, what is next for Silvio? You know, have you got any projects lined up, apart from this one you're currently doing? Have you got anything on the horizon? Well, I, I, beginning of this year, I spent last year, I spent so much traveling. I, I made 53 flights last year, so I, I kind of got sick and tired of it. Yeah. So beginning of this year, I said I'll commit myself to opening my martial arts center, and that's what I put a lot of focus in this year. So I, I would like to expand on my centers. Uh, is that going to be based in London? It's based in London, yes. Okay. Based in London. I've, I've got... Uh, I've got three instructors who are teaching at the moment who've, uh, who've taken over. So uh, when I come back, I'd like to give it more focus and uh, expand further and open more schools. Brilliant. Well, again, I'm, I'm just down the road, uh, just south of London. So I have to come and come and check it out. It sounds absolutely You're awesome. Welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Brilliant. We're, we're pretty much done. I just want to say, you know, thanks for taking the time out of your day over in Italy to, to speak to me. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And this, if there's anything, ever anything I can help you out with, do not hesitate. And I will. Thank you very much. You've been very pleasant and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Man, I look forward to seeing your next movie coming out soon, but stay in touch. Thank Thanks very much. Will do. Thank you. Cheers, Sylvia. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Announcing now the Alpha Ultimatum. This is an eight-week training. You can take on men from anywhere all over the world. This will take you through ultimately up-leveling your life in all areas so at this stage if you're interested all you need to do get in touch see this is going to be the only way to work with awaken your alpha and myself launching this winter the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless <laughs> <laughs>